kpfa.org. It is now 3 p.m. Stay tuned for a Stone's Throw with Jennifer Stone. Happy ending, nice and tidy. It's a rule I learned in school. Get your money every Friday. Happy endings are the rule. So divide up those in darkness from the ones who walk in light. Light them up, boys. There's your picture. Drop the shadow. Here we go again. No happy endings today. That's for sure. This is Jennifer Stone with Stone's Throw. Oh, bloody mayhem out there. I thought that the model for nonviolent protest, well, the model, of course, is Gandhi and Martin Luther King. But (laughs) when the lid blows off, you know, same old, same old, we see that the pot, the pot is boiling full of passion, all the anguish and despair that people feel just hard, hard to watch all that anger anyway, this is what they call social unrest civil civil disturbance right, anyway actually, it's where I came in half a century ago ah, yes I used to hear a friend of mine say over and over, yes, it's just one thing after another. I'm afraid it's the same thing over and over, I tell her. This is the same thing, but maybe we'll have a different ending this time. Cease, Jennifer, stop venting. Samuel Beckett wrote, vent the pent, vent the pent, vent the pent. <laughs> I used to, used to say that over and over and over again. I need a new mantra. This week, I just say to myself, words, words, words. What the hell can you do with words? Nothing to be said. No, 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 no. Uh, Actually, the president said something. Uh, Joke. There's one joke. President Obama made a joke at the, uh, you know, those correspondence dinner Saturday night. I think the president will be able to get work as a stand-up comedian uh, (laughs) when he Leaves office. Uh, someone asked uh, Barack Obama what he planned to do during his last two years. Uh, would he have uh, would he have a bucket list? Obama said, "Well, he would certainly have a list. He'd have one that rhymes with bucket list. Yes, bucket, bucket it, bucket it, bucket it, bucket it. Oh, yes." <laughs> the 21st century <laughs> i think of all the all the presidents of the past with their gravitas uh actually i think barack obama is a rather lighthearted guy uh, on his good days uh 
I don't know. Uh, I think politicians leaving office should be able to, well, if not tell the truth, at least have a little fun. Uh, I think most politicians, you know, well, if they're not going to run again, uh, they have nothing to lose. Uh, but it's not the case with the Clintons. The Clintons are kind of a set, you know, pair. Each one, Bill and Hill, uh, each one of them speaks for her or himself. Uh, at least, well, I think, I think Hillary is further left on the social issues. Uh, I don't know if Bill Clinton is convinced that the arts will save us, but, oh, politics is played with mirrors, you know. Uh, I think that what Bill says will certainly reflect on Hillary. Uh, I am weighing. I hope he can cool it. Um, we are seeing just now what uh, Mrs. Clinton, Hillary Rodham, what she once called the vast right-wing conspiracy beginning to ratchet up their PR campaign. Ah, oh, yes, they want to defeat her in the next election. They're starting to pillory Hillary. That's a nice mantra. Pillory Hillary. Oh, lots of luck, boys. Are we calling her HRC yet? I like that. I like that. Her royal bloop. I'm just happy that Mrs. Clinton looks so healthy. Ms. Clinton. I hope she's ready to run that gauntlet. Uh, she certainly had enough practice. Chelsea, on the other hand, looks a little vulnerable these days. Got that new baby and all. Bill Clinton is always wary. Uh, he certainly owes her one, you know. He certainly owes Hillary, uh, I don't know what you'd call it, uh, not just gratitude, but uh, some more things. Well, I'll talk about that some other day because uh, sex scandals, sex scandals are a little bit, a little bit, uh, what do you call it? Uh, they lower the level, but you know how that is. Mrs. Clinton like Eleanor Roosevelt, knows what it is to keep your mask on in public. Hillary, HRC has worked too long and too hard to be distracted, even if it does happen that the, uh, the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune target her one more time. Her record is solid. She is said to be the most admired woman on earth. Well, at least she's the most well-known, uh, uh, what can hurt her now? 2016, I hope to live long enough to vote for a woman in the White House, you know, just for the record. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, I was watching Kate Blanchett as Elizabeth I the other night. That's my favorite, uh, I think Queen Elizabeth the first started it all. Anyway, it is still April. It is the 28th of April today. And uh, I just, well, it's still the cruelest month. I, I wanted to mention a memorial. Next Saturday there will be a, uh, a memorial for Wesley Burton. Uh, 
he was a member. He was a member of our staff here at KPFA. He recently co-hosted a show called Sideshow, still running. Yes, with Deb running it, a discussion of hip hop and urban music. It uh, runs from midnight till 2 a.m. And on the 18th of April, Wesley had just co-hosted that show. He was driving to his Temescal district home when he was killed by a hit-and-run driver. Anyway, uh, I believe there's a $10,000 reward for any information leading to the guy who, who's the responsible for this. Uh, it apparently was a guy who was seen leaving the scene. Anyway, uh, I can't talk about Wesley today. It just makes me too sad. I just keep looking up and expecting him to be behind the board here. He's gone. He's gone. He's still gone. And it's still the cruelest month. Oh, bloody hell. There's no doubt about that. Words don't help, but I use them anyway. Poetry is the kind of comfort that people like me need. Uh, I don't know what good they do, all those suffering everywhere. Uh, for those of us who have to watch, well, I don't know how much we're supposed to feel. I wish more people would do something. <laughs> it's what I say. While I just wring my hands, W.H. Auden once wrote, Those to whom evil is done do evil in return. I think of the the so-called riots going on and so much, so much, what do you call that, uh, fury, fury out there. Uh, I remember when this happened in the 60s and people kept saying, well, you know, what's the matter with them? Uh, they're not starving. Uh, I don't know. Earthquakes, on the other hand, are not evil exactly. No, they're not evil. But what happens afterwards? Well, I mean, the earthquake is inevitable. But the the response to the earthquake, that's what it's all about. Uh, oh, more and more in the 21st century, we see that People are just left on their own. There is no help coming. I don't know how to think about these things, how to feel about these things. The human nervous system is so frail, frail. What a word. That doesn't mean anything. Uh, I think I mean that brains, human brains, are so shaky, so volatile, are... Emotions are so overpowering, uh, you know, the brain, the thought, uh, motivates us, uh, what we feel, though, what we feel, yes, that's what, uh, eventually, in the end, we think. I used to write, when I was trying to be a good feminist, I used to write, feel slash think, Editors kept changing it, you know. <laughs> I said, yes, I feel, think, or think, feel. Uh, I think feel comes first. Anyway, listen closely to anyone who tells you that their beliefs are dictated to them by their reason, their head, not their heart. 
It's one of the oldest arguments in the book. Uh, most people think they think. Not, not uh, true. Very few people have second thoughts. Have second thoughts will not travel. No, most people wouldn't be caught dead. It hurts too much. So easy to take the first hit, the first impact. Today's world is as ignorant as it ever was. And is wise, sure. Always we are cruel and compassionate. Just like our ancestors, the worst of times, the best of times, that kind of thing. Uh, that earthquake in Nepal is so deja vu. I, I'm ashamed to say that horrible as it is, it just seems like a continuation of so many that came before. Uh, that's, that's a stupid thing to say. Of course, the thousands who are dying. Uh, I think it's so complicated. At night when I go to sleep, I try, I really try not to think about all those people who are breathing their last, buried in that rubble. Um, don't go on about it, Jennifer. You just make it worse when there's suffering on this scale, epic, Homeric. It's just beyond, beyond words. Uh, there's a gestalt prayer uh, about knowing the things that we can do to change things and the things that we can't do to change things and then having the wisdom to know the difference. I make lists, yes. <laughs> my, my bucket list, yes. I'm one of those, yes, who groans, uh, and then sometimes, actually, I do some little things, make a phone call. Uh, first, I do what the Irish calls keening. Uh, then I do those uh, practical things, mostly on the phone. I like the phone. Nobody uses the phone anymore. Uh, people can contribute money. Gosh, it would be nice to be able to tithe uh, you know, the big time, big time lefties, they can send money. Uh, uh, it helps. It helps me, uh, to think that, uh, these fears, these fears, uh, at least drive us to make that list. Uh, my list is full of things like, Begging the military, write the Pentagon and ask them, please, to get going with a green cross. Castro did that, yes. You know, uh, the military doesn't want to do social work, you know. They don't want to do the plumbing. They don't want to uh, take care of things. They just want to play with their guns. Uh, right now in California, anyway, they got a big problem with the water. Seems like... A Silly little problem, but you wait. Uh, 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 if I could, the first thing I'd do would be to stop watering the graves. Have you heard about that one? Millions of gallons of water and a tremendous expense to water the cemeteries. 
we got to quit soaking the grass, watering the dead. If there's anything more redundant, I don't know what it is. Nevertheless, I heard voices, uh, veterans saying that they honor their dead and they won't stand for it. I thought of that cemetery over at the Presidio in San Francisco. My father's buried over there. Uh, is it more important to sue the survivors of these warriors, or should we feed the next generation, water the fields? Uh, oh, some folks I know say, well, there are too many people. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we should call the herd. When I was born, as I keep saying, there were two billion human beings breathing on this planet by mid-21st century. There will be, well, that depends on uh, who you believe. Uh, they say conservatively, the conservative estimate is 10 billion. Since 1933, when I was born, the world has multiplied, tripled, tripled. Mm-hmm. Uh, six, seven billion now. Seven billion. Uh, California, when I came here first as a little kid, California had nine million souls. And look at us now. <laughs> I, I think the thing that I react to quickest, and maybe it does have some effect, is the mass media. Write your letters, telephone them. Tell them that it's very dumb to do some of the things they've been doing. Uh, you know that that uh, that twenty twenty five year old twenty six year old young man who was killed and sparked these riots. They keep they keep airing his screams. I don't even want to mention it because, uh, well, it's just so. So cruel, I think of his family. Uh, we got to promote the alternatives, folks, you know, the creative changes. Uh, we need the political will and the scientific skill to get on top of this stuff. You know, to focus on people, not profit, all the cliches. Uh, solar energy, on the other hand, you know, ensures long-term profit. Rainforest, you know, have to farm it, don't cut it all down. Back in the day, long time ago, 1970, we had something called Earth Day. I was substituting at King Junior High that day, and I told the children that I'd certainly had more than my share of time. I must have been 40. Uh said I should just be recycled because I've certainly had more than the average human being on this planet. <laughs> they, they told me I should just not eat meat. I'm still trying to do that. I have had no car since 1977, but I certainly ride around in other people's cars. I was trying to think of some way to uh, write or uh, call, yes, call the adolescent girls, the uh, teenagers. There are so many Brits and European girls rushing off to join ISIS. They just need attention. They're so romantic. Yes, I think that they think of themselves as 20th century Joan of Arcs. You know, well, I think of them that way. Uh, 
They're after martyrdom, you know, go to your death. Uh, and get it on Facebook, yes, social, social stuff, YouTube, uh, on the net. Go out in a blaze of glory. Over and over, we see that impulse. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> my list includes the notion that uh, we should measure our wealth by our health. Uh, let's see, Bhopal, is it? There's a kingdom where they have a quotient, national quotient of happiness for the people. I like it. Utopia, utopia. Utopia literally means nowhere. Uh, Ellen Caldecott once said, we have come to the end of living and the beginning of surviving. I think that's just too cruel. I'm going to be an optimist because I can't afford to be anything else. I think there are solutions. I think there are ways that we can survive. We know now that our ancestors had skills and talents that we have lost. The first peoples, they're called the first peoples, they can help us, teach us. Yes, teach us to care and not to care, no false sentiment. They weren't hypocrites. Oh, no good wringing our hands when we don't do anything. Uh, I continually cry over spilt resources and then turn around and let the water run because, you know, it, it helps. It helps. The, it's the molecules. <laughs> I blame I blame the evil people. Yes, I must punish the people. Uh, BP, the British Petroleum. We should go hang those guys. Well, that's not going to do the job. It's too late for that. Killing your enemy is not freedom. However, the earth and even the precious oceans are eternally wise. They don't think... They be, they exist, they are. That now is sacred. The seas are, of course, seriously endangered from our point of view. The Mediterranean, someone said the other day, is a toilet. I am one of those, yes, who really likes to worry. I keep thinking maybe that will help. You know, I weep over these tragic horrors and... Uh, I still, yes, I still pollute. I do that. I'm not careful with the garbage. Uh, as if it mattered, I always say we have to cut it off where it starts. It's no good not buying uh, the styrofoam or whatever it is. We have to stop manufacturing it. Uh, I don't know, Jacques Cousteau said it was too late, but I imagine that billions and billions of years of climate change and catastrophe have come and gone. Comets have smashed into the earth. Uh, this planet is so old and so tough, it will find a way. It will endure. No question about that. Now, whether we are around to enjoy it, as George Carlin says, that's another story. It's up to us, I like to think. We're smarter than the dinosaurs. I mean, they had, what, 150 million years? <laughs> We've had, what, 
three million. Maybe somebody thinks it's, you know, three. Uh, um, we don't seem to know what it is we should be smart about. My favorite creation stories uh, tell me that the feminine principle is one of the best choices, a better way, you know, for humans to endure. At least it was before the Bronze Age, allowing humans to live in harmony with the other critters. That doesn't mean we were nice. <laughs> we were just natural. Mark Twain's got this wonderful story, The Diary of Adam and Eve. Check it out. It comes down to, uh, <laughs> you know, some basic ideology. I call it the Tarzan Jane myth. Uh, man as the males, as the engineer, you know. They can build and build, just give them a task, and there they go. Jane, on the other hand, is the one who knows what to build. Uh, you know, you Tarzan, me Jane, she always looks to see what will last for the children. Remember, seven generations, that works. Uh, of course, <laughs> it will be 7,000 generations. Now, before anybody tells me that I'm male bashing, I, uh, I have to remind you that both genders can do both. They can both build and they can choose wisely what to build, uh, design and create. It's just that those male skills run away with us since the Bronze Age, right? As I just said, the Bronze Age is my date. That's when, you know, militarism, let's call it fortifications, strength, power, uh, heroes, uh, check out Joseph Campbell about those heroes. Uh, machines rule, computers kill the gods. The gods are, uh, what is that? They have lightning and now they have the bomb. Zeus, Thor, Yahweh. Kaboom. Or blood and claw. Even the scholars say that since we are all animals, yes, we are animals, our behavior should ape. The naked ape, the old brain, you know, reptilian brainstem. But what about our only unique skill, language, self-consciousness, words, to put our feelings into words, emotional intelligence, they call it? That's where it starts. We can understand our own behavior, human behavior. Comes along the Zen slap. That wake-up moment, the insight. I've seen it happen. I have a long list, a bucket list, a bucket list of all the times I've seen people wake up and say, aha, the aha moment. And then they get it. It happens to me at least once a week. Uh, <laughs> I remember. Yes, well, I'm not going to tell that story. I'm about out of time. And it's a terrible story about uh, persuading my father that he was not what he was not uh what is it uh he was not thor or zeus one of those anyway um i think uh my favorite thing is to talk about what we can watch on television to make life more comfortable how about that uh 
I have a long list uh, for school teachers. The school teachers use these wonderful history dramas to show us man's inhumanity to man and to woman, yes. Battle for men's minds is often fought on the field of women's bodies. Marriage is right up there with militarism, boys. Uh, next time, I hope I have time to talk about not just uh, not just Shakespeare, but the dozen other shows. Uh, Wolf Hall, the Vikings, the White Queen. Oh, my list is so long. This has been Jennifer Stone. I'll be back on the air next Tuesday. Till then, go easy. And if you can't go easy, go as easy as you can. Light them up, boys. There's your picture. Drop the shadows out of sight. Which living American intellectuals tell us the truth? One is Chris Hedges. His new book is Wages of Rebellion, the Moral Imperative of Revolt. His message is clear. Public uprisings in the United States and around the world are inevitable, given rampant environmental destruction and wealth polarization. We're verging on a revolutionary moment, he writes. He discusses whistleblowing, race relations, mass incarceration, environmental disaster. KPFA proudly presents him on Tuesday, June 9th, 7.30 p.m. at First Congregational Church, 2345 Channing Way, Berkeley. This KPFA benefit provides wheelchair access. Richard Walensky will host. Find more information on the KPFA website for Chris Hedges, June 9th, Rebellion, What It Requires. And you are listening to 94.1 FM KPFA here 